Hey, this is Jess. And this is Trevenia. This is the podcast, Why Does No One Tell You? Where we talk about all the things that we're learning as first-time moms that no one talks about or told us about. Hey guys, welcome back to Why Does No One Tell You? And um, what are we talking about today? Trevenia. We're talking about sleep. And for some reason, it is the most complicated thing. Well, not the most, but it's it's, it's pretty complicated. It's, yeah. it's up there. It's pretty complicated. Like why? You think like as an adult, you just go to sleep? Yeah, but apparently, babies don't know how to do that. Well, I mean, it makes sense, right? Because they've, I mean, they they have in your womb for nine months. They yeah. have their own schedule, right? It's True. like, oh, I'm gonna be awake when I'm awake, and I'm gonna sleep when I'm asleep. And I've heard through – because I have the Flow app, right? So they have yeah. a lot of statistics and stuff. So, like, they say that um, while – like, during the day while you're awake and moving, they're lulled to sleep by your motion, okay. which is why they're awake during the night because – Oh, they can move around. Yeah. Yeah. So – but think about, it, like, so they go from your womb where mm-hmm. it's comfy, cozy all the time to now they're – in the outside world, <laughs> it's very different. They have no idea what's going on. Yeah. And they've been close to you, hearing your heartbeat, all this stuff for nine months, right? Mm-hmm. And then now suddenly we're trying to get them to sleep in, like, a bassinet or a crib or <laughs> wherever. Yeah. So it does make sense to me when you really think about it, but that doesn't make it less difficult. <laughs> That's so true. Yes. How was the sleep? Um, so I feel like the first month, maybe even three months, is just a blur. I I didn't the or the first like few weeks. What do you mean by a blur? Um, like you're up. It feels like all the time. Oh yeah. You don't know what's going on. Yeah. Sleep training or like well, teaching your child is not. Um, it wasn't on my mind. Well, and not only is it not on your mind, but they actually say for sleep training that developmentally speaking, not to try it until five months. Really? Developmentally speaking. Yeah. So I was doing research on that because I was like, okay, how do we get more sleep? So basically for the first like four or five months, I'm pretty sure it's five months for the first five months. You're basically just trying to make this baby comfortable mm-hmm. and finding ways to find sleep because, um, yeah. well, I mean, think about it. They're a brand new human in a brand new world that yeah. they're not used to. They're learning everything. Mm-hmm. And honestly, you're learning everything too because, especially if it's yes, your first yeah. baby, right? Yep. So you're learning a lot of things and it's just trying to get into some sort of routine. I mean, you don't know what that routine is, mm-hmm. but you're just trying to find a routine, right? So for the first five months, it's just like, all right, how how do we figure this out? <laughs> yeah, you know, I feel like you don't even know what you're doing. And then also there's so many different approaches mm-hmm. to it Yeah, that I feel like whatever approach that you're leaning more towards you can find validation for it or mm-hmm. find information to support your approach. So it's right. Okay. So let's overwhelming. Yeah. Let's talk <laughs> about that. Right. So minus sleep training, just basic, like trying to find sleep. 
Yeah. There's um, obviously the safe sleep. Oh, yeah. Which is uh, um, what this like the ABCs ABC. of safe sleep, right? Mm-hmm. So alone on their back in their crib. Yep. Is the technical safe sleep. But as I was doing research, um, co-sleeping is considered safe yeah. if you follow certain guidelines. So yeah. um, mm-hmm. I forget where I found it. But I think there's like – it's like the seven rules of safe sleep, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, or safe co-sleeping, I think is what it's called. Co-sleeping is when you have them sleep with you in their bed. So on their back – oh, here it is. Yeah. So um, the first one is no smoke and no drinking. So obviously – You don't have to be sober. Right. Yeah. To, to You have to be of a sober mind. Mm-hmm. Um, smoking is bad – for the babies, obviously. <laughs> um, it says baby at your breast. So what uh-huh. they mean by that, um, this is actually the exact one that I found. So that's oh, awesome. Oh, perfect. What they mean by that is um, that being flat. So like not being up on a pillow, um, not being like uh, propped or anything, mm-hmm. like being flat, like by your chest, because yeah. obviously you're going to be using a pillow. Uh-huh. So like having them down like by your chest and stomach area mm-hmm. on their back. Um, so same thing here. The back is still the best. Yep. Back is best. And then um, keeping them lightly dressed. Yeah, because your body heat. Right. Yeah. Um, so the bed needs to be firm, just like their crib mattress mm-hmm. or a bassinet mattress would need to be. Um, so like no cords or blankets or anything within grasp that they could like accidentally wrap around themselves or yep. cover themselves with. So like, mm-hmm. I'm thinking even clothes too, like nothing like baggy yeah. that could fall on their face. Um, keeping the covers off of the head. So what I've seen for co-sleeping, um, when they show images, they actually show like either no blankets on the bed or the blankets like only covering the adult's feet yep. Um, just to ensure that, like, you don't accidentally, like, pull the covers over your shoulder, but because they're by your belly or yeah. by your chest, you accidentally cover them, like, that kind of thing. Um, and then it says doing it for your nights and naps. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think for sleep, basically, bottom line, consistency is key, yeah. right? So yep. na- naps and night. That's so, exactly like, right. Unless you're transitioning to the crib, mm-hmm. it not being, like, different. Yep. But here's my thing, too. I think the biggest thing when they're newborns, um, until you're ready to do, like, something more official, like, crib sleeping, if you don't do it right away, I think the biggest thing is just, like, keeping them close to you as often as possible yeah not necessarily during for during sleep I mean if you're co-sleeping they're gonna be close to you right Mm -hmm. um so but like because they've been so close to you for nine months right being away from you literally scares them Mm mm-hmm and how are they going to be able to sleep if they're afraid? Right. I mean, think about you as <laughs> an adult. Good, if you're afraid point, yeah. or if you have a lot on your mind, you're not sleeping. Right. Right? So it's like <laughs> – but also, too, uh, with the swaddle, the first three months, they're they, they're, swaddled. they're supposed to yeah. be swaddled, right? Because it, it keeps them warm. It reminds them of um, being in the womb. But mm-hmm. also it 
something about their startle reflex. I yeah. forget what the scientific name is called, but mm-hmm. it's called this. They literally like will just like randomly like like fling their yeah. arms around. And Atlas stuff. did that in the hospital. Uh-huh. Literally, okay. um he was like on my I think I had him on his side and literally he just like boom like opened up like his like his whole like he just like like almost like Lord Jesus come quickly kind of thing like his arms just like wide open like literally just like flinched open and I was freaked out I didn't know what it was like what the The nurse is like oh this is startle reflex I was like oh is that normal they're like yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. You don't know. Right. So, um, but yeah, um, I would say just, yeah, you just find kind of what works for you. It yeah. took me, honestly, it took me the whole year too, because I kept doubting myself because I was, so we co-slept and like oh, most of my friends didn't. Mm-hmm. And so I kept doubting, like, oh, well, is this right? This feels right, but yeah. it may not be right. Well, I think part so. of it, too, is for the longest time, co-sleep was considered not safe. Yeah. And so there was, a, I guess, for lack of better terms, a stigma attached Absolutely. to co-sleep. Oh, you co-sleep. Right. Like, so it kind of, like, internally kind of made you feel like a bad mom, mm-hmm. even though you're not. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think bottom line, like, if you find something that works for you and your family yeah. and your baby is safe and nourished and mm-hmm. taken care of, why does it matter yeah. what you choose to do to find sleep for your family? Right. <laughs> I mean, because everybody is sleeping. Right. Yeah. And at the end of it all, we're humans and we are just like, we do what we need to do. Mm-hmm. We find what we need to find to live and survive and why does it matter how I chose to help my baby and my family find sleep Mm -hmm. like as long as nobody's like being malnourished or hurt (laughs) why does it matter yeah I think your choice is your choice and it's perfectly fine like you as the parent are well within your rights to make whatever decisions you make for the betterment of your family yes and it took a it took, um, I feel like it took the whole time of that. But then, like, once we, there comes a uh, confidence in in it. I, like, yeah. as we, as you get older and as you become an older mom, I guess. Mm-hmm. When you're a new mom, you're kind of like, oh, how does this work? But then you, you start to realize, like, it really doesn't matter. Like you were saying, it really doesn't matter yeah. um, in the end what other people are are telling you to do or not do because you have to figure out what works for your family. Right. And it's probably, it's probably going to be different. Well, I think the hardest part of that, of what you just said is that, um, that also includes uh, opinions from, or advice from other family members. Yeah. Because yes, they're speaking from experience, but their experience is not yours. Yeah. And so it's like, you can take, what they're saying to you and you can um, observe is not the word I'm looking for. Think about it is there's a word for it. I don't yeah. know what the word is. You can take to, it into consideration. That's, thank you. You yeah. can consider it. That's the word I was looking for. You can consider what it is that they're saying to you, but bottom line, you have to um, observe it and consider it against what you and your family with your husband, your 
kids, you know, what your lifestyle is and decide whether or not it works for you. And if it doesn't, like, it was nice that they were helping. It was nice that they had advice to give you. Yep. But if it doesn't work, bottom line, you have to do what works for you and your family. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. But it is hard, I feel like, at the beginning there because you you really don't know. And you're also sleep deprived and you're you're trying to troubleshoot, like, what works for the baby and what works for you. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So for Nate and I, because you you said you guys Uh co-slept, we – I would have done that had we had a bed big enough for it. We have a queen size bed, which is big, but for two adults and a baby that you need to give room, it was not big enough. Yeah. So had we had like a king size bed where I wasn't going to be afraid that one of us would roll over on Uh, him, I totally would have done that. Um, But what we did is we had a bassinet in our room. Yeah. And um, doing my research, they actually say to not have the bassinet directly by your bed because... Really? Yeah. They say that you are more likely to wake your baby accidentally yeah. because you're constantly checking on them or with your movements or, you know, maybe your yep. arm like flings and accidentally hits the bassinet and it's, it wakes them. Like, so they say to keep um, a distance between your bed and it doesn't have to be far, but distance enough that it's like not right next to your bed. Yeah. Um, so that you're not accidentally waking your baby. Mm-hmm. Um, they also say too that if you if you want to transition to a crib sooner than later, around the like four to six month mark is like a good time for that. Spot. Yeah, I could see that. Um, because they are finally well. Pfft, Fine. I use the, that term loosely, but <laughs> they're finally getting into some sort of rhythm of like, oh, so this is what sleep is. Yeah. Um, but sleep training specifically, like uh, all the different methods there are. I think there's like there's five or seven did something different methods. A method we did. Okay. We used a program. I don't know what method it is, but whatever it was, it worked. We used a program called Taking Care of Babies. Yeah. Kara, C-A-R-A, because that's her name. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a play on words, and it works. <laughs> yeah. So Taking Care of Babies, um, she's a pediatric nurse. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a labor and delivery nurse before she was a pediatric nurse. So she has a lot of experience, and she's she, was, uh, she did – the program born out of her own experience right. because her right. husband is also a pediatrician. And so in their minds, they were like, Oh, I was a labor and delivery nurse. I'm a pediatric nurse. You're a pediatrician. We got this in the bag. Right. Um, and she said her baby, her first baby was eight months old and she was still sleeping in the bed with them and they were not getting any sleep. Oh my God. And she was like, there has to be another way. Yeah. So she did like years and years of research and her method, I don't know what it is, but it works. Yeah. We did it and he's been sleeping through the night ever since. Wow. So we did it around six months okay. um, because he had, uh, was it six months? It, so it was like January. He had gotten... Yeah. He got he caught COVID. <laughs> oh right, yeah. yeah. And so remember, we talked you don't about do the, it while they're sick, or right? Anything. You don't yeah. want to do it while they're sick, right? But he before that he was like he had finally like he was sleeping for like 
hours, right? Oh. I, I want to say it was like a good seven, eight hours straight he was oh, sleeping. Wow. And it was beautiful. And then in around January, right before we knew he had gotten sick, he knew he could feel it in his body. He started waking every half hour. I remember you saying that. Every 30 minutes, screaming, crying. And I was like, what the heck is going on? Like he, for like a couple months at that point, was like seven, eight hours straight through the night. And now it's every 30 minutes. And I'm like, oh, well, Nate was like, well, maybe it's the sleep regression. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Because you know, they say a mother's intuition. It's really true. Yeah. Like you really know that you know that you know. Yeah, one thing or another. Right and I was like, I don't, I don't know. That doesn't. It doesn't seem. I, yeah, I don't know. But he was like convinced it was a sleep regression. So I had reached out to you. I reached out to. I remember you saying yeah. a couple other friends of ours. I reached out to um, a couple nurse friends of mm-hmm. ours. And was asking them, and they were like, well, how old is he? I was like, he's about, like, five months. And they're like, oh, the five-month sleep regression is a doozy. Mm. I'm like, okay, well, maybe I guess it is a sleep regression, you know. But then I noticed his eyes were puffy, and he was had a runny nose. And I'm like, mm-mm. Something's He's sick. Yeah. And so ever – but since then, like, once he had got – like, around that time and got sick, he was not going back to those longer hours, those oh. longer stretches of sleep. Okay. And so it was getting to the point <laughs> where I was, uh, my fuse was very short. Like there is a, there was one moment where I, I don't, I don't want to say snapped at him, but I like, I kind of snapped at him. Right. I was like, what the heck is going on? And in that moment, I was like, oh no, oh no, 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 no. That, <laughs> that is a line no. we are not crossing. Like, I don't mind being sleep deprived, but if I'm going to be sleep deprived to the point where, like, I'm upset with him. Yeah. Because he doesn't know how to, he's a baby. Like, he's right. like, oh, no. So, I I <laughs> oh, told man. Nate, I was like, we need to do something. Yeah. We, this, we, this is unsustainable. Like, yeah. we cannot. Like, <laughs> like it, there was a day, I like, it got to the point where I had called my mother-in-law and told, I was like, I need you to come watch him. Literally, I had slept the entire day and the entire night. I only woke to feed him. That's how tired I was. Oh, my It word. was bad, right? So, but then that's when we did the taking care of babies. Okay. Obviously, don't do it when they're sick. They say yeah. don't do it when they're sick. And um, there's, like, ways to ease into yep. it. Like, mm-hmm. we can talk about that on a different episode if we want. Or maybe we can probably make this into a two-part episode if we want to go into it. But... Um, once he was better, we did it. She said the program would take two weeks. Uh-huh. Well, she said, honestly, it would take less than two weeks, but to stick to it for yeah. two weeks to ensure that it was like, yes, is. this is a, a, a new routine. Yes. Um, so she said, too, in the program, it says uh, strong little babies are the most difficult, not because they don't get it, but because um, – like it's they're insane, the quickest right? to adapt to it, but they fight it the hardest. Okay. Because they're like, no, like I want what I want. Right. And sure enough, like he got it in like two or three days. But she says, even if they get it in a few days, stick to it for two weeks. Yeah. Like 
you know. So we did, and he's slept through the night ever since. And part of her program, too, is mm-hmm. night weaning. So, yes. uh, which is part of the sleeping through the night, right? They can't wake in the middle of the night to eat mm-hmm. if they're going to sleep through the night, right? Yes. So, um, but it was all like, it was all safe. There was, because yep. there's the, I think it's called the Ferber method. Is that what it is? I think that's what they oh. call it, where literally you just let them cry it out. Oh, yes. Mom's on call does that. It does. Right? Yeah. I read her, I read their, um, I think it's the, the book, the or? first book, uh-huh. I think. Or maybe it's the second. I think it's, it's the first book. Good. But they talk about sleep and they're like, they, cause they're pediatric, or they were pediatric nurses. Yeah. I don't know if they still are, but they have a lot of experience. But they come from the mindset of, um, they're gonna cry. Yeah. And you going in there to console them literally is only getting in their way. Yeah. Like they will figure it out on their own. Mm-hmm. But I have feelings about that. <laughs> I don't like that. Right. Some some moms can do that, and it works for them, and it's fine. But for, <laughs> bless you. For me personally, I was like, I do not feel comfortable with that, so I'm not going to do that. Yeah. So for the program with um, what's her name? Taking care of babies yeah. for that program. It's a lot easier. Yeah, she I eases mean. you into it. She yeah, uh she starts with five minute increments where it's like if they're crying oh, in five minutes, that. go in, only yeah. stay in for like twenty seconds. Don't make it longer than twenty seconds because lingering makes it worse. It does. You know, um for the first couple of nights you can like rub their back or you know, rub their hair, but the whole time you're like in a confident as confident as you can. Right. <laughs> in a confident yet soothing Be voice confident. like hey, you're doing That's great. it. That's actually a really key uh, thing here is that whenever you feel mom that baby's gonna feel so if you're not confident it's true it i didn't realize how much leadership is involved in motherhood but oh, there's wow. so much leadership in motherhood that's a good you have point. to be super confident in what you are implementing with your family and managing all of it because whatever you feel that kid's gonna feel well and i think that also comes into when people come to question your decisions yeah. like your confidence in your decision is going to because the last thing that you want is to be like, oh, well, maybe I should. Like, yeah. no, it's like, no, we've made this decision because right. it's best for our family. Mm-hmm. And I understand you're trying to help, but this is the approach we're taking. And I would appreciate if you would respect that. Right. That is, like, yeah. huge. It really, <laughs> it really is. It's hard. Yeah. But it's huge. Yes. But, yeah. So they say confidently yet calmly, mm-hmm. like, soothe them and then walk out. And, you know, if they, you know. For the next time, maybe make it seven minutes instead of five minutes. And she says, she says, as long as you can stand it. (laughs) She said some parents will wait 10, 15, 20 minutes. I literally, for me, I was like five minutes. I was like, I can't take it five minutes. Yeah. Um, And if you look in our stories on Instagram, I actually made a reel about it because it was, it was hard. It's hard. It's very hard. It's, and I think this is where the phrase it's harder on the parent than the kid does actually come into play. Why did you, so why did you keep going? You mean sticking with it? Because I knew that in the end, in the long run, it was going to be good better for all of us mm. if he was sleeping we were sleeping and yeah. if we were sleeping we were rested and if we were rested we were all in better moods yes and so as mm. difficult as it was I knew that I knew mm-hmm. that I knew it was the best thing for all yeah. of us yes that's another thing that's difficult with this is that you have to weigh the short-term gain versus the long-term gain mm. and 
a lot of times it's that to make something not to have less pain in the short term really usually causes longer term tune in next week for part two